Is that your is that your Chihuahua? All right, okay. go go get go get your Chihuahua if you need to. Yeah, go get your Chihuahua so we can all say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome everybody to the thirty first, I think, uh, Crypto Mining Tools podcast. And today we're here with Dustin and his Chihuahua, <laughs> and and uh, Ethan, yeah, our co-host. Hi, everybody. Yeah, welcome uh, everybody. Yeah, Dustin is is right over here with his little Chihuahua. Now, Dustin, can you tell us what is your Chihuahua's name? His name's Miles. Miles. That's yeah. a great name. <laughs> Wonderful. Four pounds, but he's got the heart of a lion. Wow. They all yeah. do. They all yeah. do. I, I should show you my little Chihuahua Bambi sometime. I was actually planning on, on having her make a guest appearance today, um, but uh, she decided she wanted to stay under the covers because uh, she's still cold. <laughs> She's not ready right. to come out. Oh man, yeah. I and I've got a a hundred pound Great Dane. She's eleven years old. Um. So we're yeah, we're all we're all dog lovers here. Definitely. Nice. Awesome. Nice. I bet your dog food bill's insane with that Great Dane, right? <sighs> she eats a lot. Yeah, they're like you know big fifty pound bags of food <laughs> last a month. Scott, uh, you're not one of those guys that does, uh, that just sends her down in the basement and then just dumps the bag on the basement. <laughs> I, no, uh, this has really happened. I've seen no people way. do this. Like, yeah, like um, I, I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but uh, I had a guy that I was trying to help out and uh, we were running wire for a house. We were installing um, network um, hotspots, Wi-Fi hotspots throughout a, a really big house of a friend of mine. And uh, on the way back, you know, I just overheard like he's got dogs and he hasn't had any dog food for like a few days. So, you know, I immediately we pull into, you know, the pet center and I got, you know, two big bags of, of dog food for him. And, you know, I paid him for his day's work or whatever. And as I was helping him, you know, carry the bags in, you know, he's like, no, 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 don't don't take it in the house. Just oh, take no. it around back. And he opened up these cellar doors, you know, and he's got these two beautiful pit, you know, like they're they're. I guess adolescent pits or whatever, beautiful dogs. And he just rips off the top of one of the bags and just, just uh, jumps it down wow. in the basement. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Dustin, we're we're talking to you today about crypto and mining. And yeah. we, we came across you. Uh, because you had this this website that you were working on. Uh, yeah. It sounds like it's fairly new. Yeah, um, it's, it's about two years old, actually. Okay. Almost two years old. So, so you, you just it's finished still fairly a, new in terms a, a, of a revamp then? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been meaning to do that for a while. I started off, you know, with a certain design. And then I really, as the traffic kind of went up, I said, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to scale this because, you know, when people you just want people to be able to easily access certain information. So I had to like re-optimize the homepage so that if somebody's new, it's like, Oh, I can go get this real quick and kind of get like a, you know, a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency. Cause man, when I first started mining, I'm sure you've heard this before. The information was just all over the place. You would get yeah. like a little tidbit from here. You mm. would get a little tidbit from here. And it was all like, some of it was bad information. Like I spent $200 on my very first GPU mining rig frame because that's what my buddy told me I needed. Right. <laughs> um, and it came with those little oh. HP server power supplies, 1200 oh. watt. You, you're going to oh, burn up. And you know, it's just because of a lack of experience. I didn't know any better, but, um, sure. and so, you know, what I've realized <laughs> early on is that 
there's sites like Investopedia and certain other sites that really they rank for a lot of number one. Uh, they rank number one for a lot of cryptocurrency mining terms, and yep. they they don't really provide any value as far oh, as yeah, they're, absolutely. They're just like, uh, oh, absolutely. mining's not profitable. You should just buy Bitcoin. Here's my affiliate <laughs> link to buy Bitcoin and talk. And then they just go on a tangent about buying Bitcoin. I'm like, well, that how does that help the the end user out? So, um, the 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 issue with it is is that. You know, I've tried to over the years to outsource some writing some of the content mm -hmm. and it's horrible because when yeah. you hire a writer, all they're going to do is research <laughs> the top three or four articles. Well, if that yep. data isn't correct and, and re regurgitate. Yeah, they're not right. going to give any novel or, or new information. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it, there's no there's no really, you know, experience from that. And so it kind of put me in a position where it's like I've had to, you know, put together all this content myself and believe it or not, I'm Scott, you kind of know how that goes with the digital marketing stuff. It's Absolutely. It's time consuming to create these guides because some of the stuff it's just like um you can you can do it rather quickly, but it's like how do you take something that sounds so technical and so complicated and mm -hmm. break it down so that the vast majority of the public can digest it and understand it, you know? Yeah. So I was um, going to ask you that, uh, Dustin. What is your formula for for you know the people out there who are new to this um, that that are just maybe curious that really don't understand a lot of technical things? Uh, how do you break that down? What's your formula? Well, I mean, if they're brand new to mining, honestly, I think Scott, you've seen my Facebook group. A lot of times, I just tell them, you know, because when I first started mining, I actually downloaded Minergate, you know, okay, four years ago. That is a horrible platform. To down, yeah, right. but well, I listen think, to the name, right? <laughs> right, right. And so, um, you know, most people, I just say, hey, listen, if you're new to mining and you just want to get your feet wet, go ahead, download something like Nice Hash or Cuda Miner. I actually prefer Cuda Miner over Nice Hash just because okay. of Nice Hash's past history and their their what was it their CEO or something like that that just mm -hmm. got arrested for another criminal offense or something like that. Oh, but dear. yeah, um, or was somebody along the lines of that. And so then that kind of gets their feet wet, right? And then from there, if they want to, maybe maybe they want to invest some more money. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you, why don't you learn how to build a gaming PC versus trying? Because most people don't have the infrastructure to even run one ASIC miner at their house, especially right. with US nineteens. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, you're just not going to plug one of those in with your in your living room, and your wife is going to hate you for you know uh beyond beyond hate uh yeah, yeah i mean you can use it to dry her <laughs> hair unless, unless she has low blood pressure and she's deaf because yeah, then the heat will keep her nice and warm <laughs> and the sound won't bother her so um but then you know from there you know if they just want to like you know i try to entertain like the the low budget miner because i feel like that's where a lot of the market share and where my value comes from is just mm -hmm. Showing people like, hey, you can start CPU mining coins and accumulating these. They're not going to be profitable right away, but you're only going to spend maybe two or three bucks worth of electricity a month. You get to learn a new skill. Right. You get to accumulate, learn how to research prod projects and then get your feet wet. I see so many people all the time. They're investing, you know, hey, I got 10,000, 20,000, $30,000. Mm -hmm. I want to get into the market. How do I get in? It's like, start small, like don't overbuild sure. yourself because, you know, if you, if you're expecting, I think some, a lot of people, they get information 
and they think it's this big money making scheme where you're just going to be back there just printing money all the time. Um, and that's not the case. I mean, it takes skill. No. You you, you no. almost have to learn trading skills too to be a successful miner, especially on the GPU mining level. Now, yeah, yeah. ASIC mining, if you got a three cent electric rate or anywhere in that range, even five cents, uh, some of the guys I talked to in Vancouver, you know, they got that hydropower at five cents on residential, which is like mind blowing to me that they have that. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a lot of you got a lot more flexibility, but I think in the United States, the national average is somewhere around twelve to thirteen cents. Yeah, um, and I work in the solar industry, so I'm constantly looking at you know I've, over the years I've been looking at people's electric bills, so I know that the average rate is somewhere around in between eleven and thirteen cents. Sure. Yeah. Current market structure that's not going to work, you know, especially if you plug in a, one of those S19s. I mean, imagine. What's your electric bill with one of those? Like 150 a month at, at a 12 cent rate, 100, 200 bucks a month? Oh, uh, it would be more than that. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I think that that's what, yeah, I had like a 13 uh, cent per kilowatt at my house. I'll tell you what, Scott, we can look it up on our calculator. Yeah, we could. We can. We can. Um, yeah. and, you guys got a proprietary one? Yeah, we do. Nah. We, uh, uh, I, but yeah, I could look back at my own uh, residential electrical bills and. <laughs> <laughs> and let I'm you gonna, know. I'm gonna figure it out right here, right now, guys. Uh, the S19 Pro 110 terahash. Um, I'm gonna leave the power cost at 11 cents, and uh, we'll go ahead and apply those filters. Nice. S19. Yeah. What did you say? You're gonna leave it at 10 cents? I, I did it at 11 cents. 11 cents. Okay. Yeah. So your monthly electricity cost for one S19 would be 254 dollars and 83 cents. But I mean, yep. here now here's the thing though that I want to kind of back that up because I think a lot of people were like, mining is not profitable, just buy Bitcoin. Well, guess what? Buying Bitcoin requires you to log into an exchange, KYC, stick your debit card in, pay all these fees. And then, you know, I feel like a lot of people that just buy Bitcoin, they kind of get bored and guess what they start doing? Their friends like, hey, buy this altcoin, buy that altcoin. Mm -hmm. Yep. And buying altcoins is like buying a scratch-off lottery ticket at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it as good as that, though? <laughs> it, might be, it might be slightly better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Slightly better. But, you know, um, you know, it's just I see that there's advantages to, to, to mining cryptocurrency and using that as a vessel to buy cryptocurrency versus because, you know, you could buy a couple graphics cards, start small mine with those and essentially you're quote unquote buying cryptocurrency in the form of electricity right not paying exchange fees you're not having to deal with that and then if you grow it into a bigger business you know you can you can write off certain things like your electricity you can you can llc mm -hmm. it right. you're not going to get those tax benefits if you're just a, 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 a an average everyday hoodler you yeah. know right everybody has yeah. their own different reasons for getting into mining as opposed to just buying the Bitcoin. Yeah. And, and those are definitely sure. some of those reasons. Um, yeah. yeah. Just to mention the fact that it's fun. You know what I mean? Like, Oh it's yeah, fun, it, is. it is. Dustin Brett has a question here. He says, any thoughts on staking some ether or Ethereum? Yeah. I got a lot of thoughts on that. Like when <laughs> is it going to happen? <laughs> you know, is, I mean, is that a Ethereum 2.0 or whatever? Yeah, I mean, they've been talking about this. I mean, 
forever now. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there. They've purchased their what? Their 32 ETH. But, you know, I haven't been following the, the, the story with it for so long. But I know that, you know, Vitalik has huge concerns about switching over to a full-blown uh, security issues with proof of stake that he wants. Mm -hmm. I think that they're trying to get all those bugs worked out before they go full blown proof this proof of stake. So, I mean, if they do it, I'm going to be right along with mm -hmm. everybody. I'm going to, you know, I got my 32 ETH set aside, so I would right. definitely stake it. But like the bigger question is asking Vitalik, like, when's it going to happen? You know, now, now, Dustin, um, can you explain to our users the difference between proof of work and proof of stake? Proof of stake. So, yeah, um, you know, I've butchered this explanation a couple times before, but, um, you know, essentially proof of work, you're using um, physical hardware to verify user transactions. Right. And, and mm -hmm. generate new blocks of whatever cryptocurrency. So. You're basically forfeiting your hardware's calculation power in turn for verifying transactions and for a chance to earn rewards. Mm -hmm. Whereas proof of stake, you're essentially just putting up collateral of coins, right? You're, you're buying a set amount. Of, sometimes they require a set amount of coins. Mm -hmm. You're putting those in a wallet. You're freezing those essentially so that you're not, you know, you're structuring them in a way where you're not really wanting to spend them. And then based on the amount of tokens, it, it varies from coin to coin. There's some nuances there, right? But mm -hmm. based on the amount of tokens you you stake, you you forfeit or put up as collateral is contingent upon, you know, how much reward you earn that way as well. So, and, you know, there's a lot of different factors like the coins age, the amount, you know, how it's structured and everything like that. So that's mm -hmm. kind of like my eighth grade dumb version where you're just like <laughs> sticking coins and, you know, it's just, I don't really get it. You know what I mean? It's like, I just don't really see the, um, I do see some of the benefits from a, a green energy perspective. Like, you know, a lot of people are kind of against proof of work, but I feel mm -hmm. like you need that barrier of entry to keep, I mean, cause if you look at the coin market cap, look at the data, how many proof of work coins are in the top 20 and how many proof of stake coins are in the top 20. This is true. You know, this is true. there's yeah. something to be said about proof of work that you just can't beat with proof of stake as of this. You know, it's it sounds great in theory. Right. But you just can't mm -hmm. beat it. You got Bitcoin. You got Ethereum. XRP doesn't count. Um, you got Bitcoin <laughs> cash. Um, why, why doesn't Ripple count? Just just I want to get no, your I don't know. everybody. I mean, everybody's starting to kind of like and love XRP. But, you know, a few years back, everybody's like, that's not a cryptocurrency. Right. <laughs> What are your thoughts on uh, Bitcoin Cash, BCH? You know, I haven't really been following. Where are we at on price on Bitcoin Cash, really? $241? Uh, like yeah, $241. I mean. So Roger Ver stepped down. Um, there's been a big shakeup. Really? It, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I read on Cointelegraph. What, what, is this new news? or? Uh, yeah, it happened maybe a week or two ago within uh, the past two weeks. I mean, I feel like he's kind of a, a little bit of a hothead basket case. Like he was like yelling at people on social media. <laughs> right. Um, and it's like when you're when you when you put yourself as that high level of a of a figure for for the, the community, you can't be yelling at people, flipping them off yeah. And, yeah. And, and cussing them out. Yeah, like you gotta hold, hold yourself together a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I mean, it's just 
it's kind of a saga. And, and, and like I said, I don't really invest. I, you know, when I invest in the coin, I kind of look at the people behind it. And so if I don't really, you know, resonate with sure, them, sure, I can't invest in that because, you know, that person's the driving force behind that project. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on, on Bitcoin cash. Really, in okay. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, what about now? What about you guys? Are you guys predominantly just into ASIC mining, or do you do any GPU mining? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, some of our partners do uh, GPU, but uh, we we got into it ourselves. Uh, just started with ASICs. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's for the most part what what we have known. Um, mostly Bitcoin. You know, I, I have I do some uh, Zcash. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, little bit of Ethereum ASIC mining myself. Yeah, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah. They still yeah, got, how's the ASIC mining going for Ethereum? I know for a while there there was a few my, uh, a few versions of ASIC mm -hmm. miners that kind of got knocked off the network when that DAG file finally caught up to them. But did they ever get like a firmware patch fix for that or anything? I, I'm not sure, but I I know that you know I I do have the Inosilicon uh, A10 Pro. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what's actually running in my basement right now. And, and that that's working just fine, you know, and, and the, uh, Keeping the house warm. Yeah. yeah. Not, not too warm though, but, uh, the, the difficulty has been fairly steady, uh, for the last little while. I'd actually mm -hmm. have to, to look it up, but, um, yeah, so I, I've, I've seen it going up and down, but it, it seems okay for now. Well, and, and let me. So, how long have you been into the uh, the cryptocurrency mining space, Scott? If you don't mind me asking, have you been in it for a while? Like only since the like the end of two thousand seventeen. Yeah, the end of twenty seventeen. Because yeah, I always like to ask people, and I've I've been kind of trying to go back through the data and look at the blog articles. But you know, we we did have a mining bear market. What and. When did it start in what 2013, 2014, or something like that? I can't remember exactly, but when um, I think it was when the script ASIC coin miners came out and they kind of destroyed the profitability on Litecoin for a lot of GPU miners. And so, I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is you know, we can look on a chart and see how many days Bitcoin was in a bear market, but there's no chart or data to see how many days mining as a whole was in a bear market. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure that out. What's, what's the calculation was, you know, what hardware went unprofitable and then what hardware kind of went back into profits. Cause I think that even some of like the R nines and, and stuff like that became profitable again mm -hmm. for people to use in 2017. So. Right. And I don't know some websites out there, yeah, they, they have, uh, historical charts of profitability. Uh, but some of them only go like the last 90 days. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think information like that would be really interesting to, to have on hand and just, yeah. just so you can get a frag, you know, a, a fractal of like, okay, you know, because, you know, we can measure on a chart. It was 580 some odd days after the halving before Bitcoin hit an all time high. We can measure that, you know, on mm -hmm. a chart because the, the data is there, but you know, there's not a whole lot of data information about that. You know, I'm sure that there's people that have personal information in spreadsheets out there. They they almost has to be, but oh yeah, there's not a website to really track it or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, we we could lay uh, overlay some charts. You know, like the the price of Bitcoin, the difficulty, and and then we could also go back and say, well, you know, what was 
the price to purchase a miner at that time or you know what were people selling the miners for i remember seeing a chart like that somebody took a trading view chart of the last bull run and they kind of sectioned it all out and and kind of hit all the milestones like this is when the s7 was released this is when the s9 was released and then they gave like profit um you know per day you know from that release point and then how it it dwindled with the difficulty i remember seeing a really cool chart like that i should have uh should have saved that but I don't think I could have saved it. But, it would be interesting yeah. to do something like a, a, an interactive version of that. And not yeah, just it, like was, it, was, it was like a, a timeline. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Or just to, yeah. like I did. A, I did. So I did what you were saying, Scott. I went back through and got a, a difficulty chart, downloaded it in from a CSV file. And I went back through with Crypto Compare, found out the, the release date of the S9 or the S9, you know, factored in electric electricity cost. And did it on a month-to-month basis, and based on my calculations, that S nine was almost profitable at a, like a ten, a twelve cent rate for almost the better part of two years. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of why I always ask people just to kind of track and see, you know, how long, because you can kind of create weighted averages off that and say, okay, if I get an oh, ASIC yeah. miner when it first comes out. I got a year and a half on average to get my money back out of that machine, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I always like to ask people too. So what do you, so what are you guys' thoughts or predictions on, you know, cause there's a lot of people that say, Hey, mining's not going to return back to what it was. I'm mm-hmm. on the other side of the fence. I think that mining's going to come back strong again. Um, but I didn't know what your guys' thoughts or your, your philosophy was on it. Or, you know, if you had any kind of insight that you've been talking with people and stuff like that, you know, obviously not financial yeah. advice, but you know, yeah, no, we, we've been seeing uh, a, a lot of more institutional mining, yeah. you know, industrial yeah. size mining. Um, but, you know, I, honestly, it, if if it's profitable, if, it, if it's profitable or, I mean, if the price of Bitcoin goes up uh, for a period of time and the difficulty doesn't go up with it, uh, yeah, people are going to be mining at home no matter what. You know, yeah, but they're, they're going to be buying these things for three thousand, six thousand dollars a pop, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, know. you're always going to find that one guy who's a real estate investor, and he thinks he knows everything about everything because he's flipped, you know, two hundred houses, and he's going to be like, you know, this thing only costs six grand, and I can I can run it in the basement, it, it'll keep my pipes from freezing. And like he'll figure out crazy. <laughs> You know, th- other benefits that yeah. it can do for him, you know, and yeah, th- there's always going to be those guys. Always. Well, and that, that's kind of what I tell people right now. It's like, if you're going to look at getting, don't get into mining when the bull market kicks in and then you that's pay what I tell everybody four times the amount of, you know, because the hardware cost, you know, it, flux- it fluctuates with the oh, market. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can watch an S9 on eBay go from $80 to $400 in a a blink of an eye if if Bitcoin goes up in that minor. Back in the last boom, I think I was seeing S3s going for $1,100. S3s. Yes. S3s were going for $1,100 back in 2007. Well, I was desperate to buy a miner. I I was like one of those crazy real estate guys. (laughs) I think maybe S7s. Yeah. No, no. When the S7 sold out, the S3s were going for the S7s were going for like twenty five (laughs) hundred. No way. Yeah. Do you guys foresee anything on the horizon with the as far as ASIC development? Do you think that the S19 is going to be the flagship miner going into the bull market, kind of like the S9 was? Oh yeah. It's it's going to be. It's definitely going to be the next you know bread and butter machine. 
But, yeah. you know, I, I think we've seen a lot of people getting a little bit leery about Bitmain's miners because... They are, because the S17s have had a lot of uh, yeah. manufacturing issues. Yeah. And, and so people don't really know yet if the S19s are going to be the same, you know, but, but there were people saying that the S17 Plus at least had anywhere between like a 10% to 30% failure rate. And, and yeah. I, I know specifically one of my clients who bought over a thousand of these uh, S17 pluses and now it's been a few months they haven't plugged in mm -hmm. they're they're sending back at least 350 of them yeah already yeah yeah it, it was it was more than a 30% failure rate yeah yeah that's kind of so, what i've heard you know you know pe people are are looking for alternatives uh, maybe in a silicone maybe what's minor yeah what's minor and and silicon is uh, getting a lot of buzz right now because of the bad publicity that Bitmain has gotten over the, uh, the S 17s. Uh, here we go. Uh, Brett says uh, we're replacing all of our S nines with S 19s in commercial space and, um, many new micro BTM thirties and Avalon 1066s. much more efficient machines for sure. We'll see it. We'll see on RI on these boxes. My guess is two to four years. Um, we will do well. Yeah. And Brett also confirms that S 17s have like a 30% failure rate. Yeah, that is that is, I I can't believe that. I mean, it's it's kind of unacceptable, you know. Yeah, and and it's pretty difficult right now for some miners because it, it's really hard to get them uh, get them repaired. Yeah, production you is know, down. They don't have spare parts. They they're COVID. not. Um, yeah, COVID has shut down all production and and all spare parts, and um, nobody can get the latest generation miners. Even the S 17s are kind of sparse and, and hard to get a hold of, you know, yeah. if you're willing to take the risk with the defect rate. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting time we're in right now because, uh, you know, in, in 2017, we saw that bull market and, and then all of a sudden the manufacturers were out three months, you know, you had to pre-order and then it was four months. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and, and then the price of the miners started going up. Uh, we're kind of seeing that right now, you know, it's, it's not really a big deal uh, because I think people are used to kind of waiting a little longer now, but you know, I think the S 19 is out to September now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got, yeah, August, I got room September. for, I got room in, I got room at my house to run two of those. Uh, the, that's the <laughs> infrastructure I got right now, but like, I'm just kind of patiently waiting and I'm like, is this the one that I invest in or do they have like the a five nanometer chip set that's going to come out and, blow the doors off this one or maybe they're already mining with the five nanometer chipset who knows you know um the well, ASIC arena is such a, a mixed bag of emotions yeah. because you know you got all these altcoin you know asic miners coming out ethan i heard your story mm -hmm. about buying the d3 and it, you know everybody bought that d3 and it <laughs> so hard yeah. i mean yeah. unbelievable you know <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's why I try to, you know, that's why I try to tell people, they're like, well, what do you think about this miner? What do you think about that miner? And I'm just like, I think that you should buy some graphics cards first and stick with those mm -hmm. before you just invest in some random Joe Schmo, you know, ASIC. I think that the Ethereum ASIC miners, you're, you're, you're good to go, right? As long as you get a good one. But um, some of these other ones, it's kind of like buying an altcoin. It, it's just a lottery ticket. You don't know, you know. What you're well, this, this much I do know about the technology, Dustin, is that um, the smaller, you know, even if we get to smaller and smaller processes. So let's just say um, from 10 nanometer to five nanometer, 
Right. We're not going to get a, a full doubling. We're not even going to get close to a doubling because the law of physics start creating a lot of issues. You know, electrons start quantum tunneling and jumping between the channels of the circuitry and things like that. So in reality, um, even if we go from like a five nanometer process to a three nanometer process, we're probably looking at somewhere between eight to 10% gain improvement. So, you know, with, with that knowledge that I have, unless, you know, they come up with some new manufacturing technique or a novel material or whatever, go ahead and get the S19s because if they make an S21, it's not, you know, you're only looking at an eight to 10% difference beyond that. You're probably looking at double the price for an eight to, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like when you build computers, right? Right. So you've got, you know, the super, the, the Titan graphics card, right? And then you've got, you know, the, the 2080 or whatever Titan. And then below that you have like maybe a, a 2070 or something like that. And the 2070 costs, you know, I don't know, six, 700 bucks. Yeah. But the 2080, I mean, you know, those things are like twelve, fourteen hundred dollars But Not when you look at the it, specs, yeah. when, you, when you compare them head to head, I mean, there's just there's a mar just a slightly marginal difference in performance. Right. And so it, it's the same thing with with the S19s. I don't think they're going, you know, they're going to build future generation miners. That's absolutely going to happen. I don't think the newer technology is going to be significantly greater than than the best that they've got out here with the S19s. And that's that's just my take on it. Hey, Ethan, why don't you uh, quick tell us a little bit about our uh, hosting directory that we have here? Yeah, let me see oh, yeah. what got going on. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it's kind of a big issue now because, you know, just like you were saying, Dustin, that, uh, you know, your residential power it's just not up to the task. It'll do GPUs. You can you can run quite a few GPU rigs off of residential power. But these latest generation miners, they are so power hungry, you need to have a good place to keep them. You need to have them in a purposely built facility. And that's what our directory helps you guys find. And um, it, it's not just for one type of person. So if you're a complete noob and you don't want to even touch the miners, you don't know how to turn them on, you don't know what to do, we have fully managed hosting options. If you're an experienced seasoned miner and maybe you have existing containers and you're just looking for cheap power to move your containers around to, we have co-location. And if you're looking to just like do like a full, you know, custom build out and, and maybe a 10 year power purchase agreement and, and, you know, use natural resources on land, we even have that available on our website. So, um, you know, if, if you're out there and you're listening and you're a really seasoned miner, don't think that we're just trying to connect the new guy with a fully managed hosting um, situation. And if you have any of these power options available that you would like to be listed in the directory, contact me and Scott. We'll be happy to put you guys onto our directory. But that being said, um, it's very easy to use. Uh, if you're looking for fully managed hosting, we have a system there that will calculate or um, estimate for you what your power usage or your power demand will will be. And then from there, you can go through and you can filter parameters based off of you know your location or the price you want to pay, or even just the features of the facility you want to use. Yeah. Nice. Um, so this is something that we launched recently, and um, we're adding to it every day. But um, we just wanted to... Now, is that for hosting, or is that for also, can they get hardware through you and then host it as well? Like, Absolutely. So you use our calculator to yeah. figure out which uh, miner is, is the best for you. You can then compare that miner to other miners to, to make sure you know, you're, you're getting the, the ideal 
decision for yourself. And then after that, you can go to our shop. You can find that miner and you can buy it. And after you buy it, you can then go to our directory. You can find hosting for it and have it hosted. So you can literally get into this entire industry just through our website. You don't need to visit 20 different websites. Yeah. You don't need to do a, a ton of crazy research and reading about this. You can get all the facts that you need right there easily and conveniently in one simple place. Yep. And, wow. and so, for example, it, what, what I've been doing, and I think we need to make just a, a regular tool out of this and, and take this part <laughs> uh, of the website, I was telling you, Ethan, and just like say, I, hey. I finally designed something Scott likes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I hear people say, well, okay, I have uh, you know, 200 kilowatts of power that, that I can consume. Uh, what should I buy? You know, mm -hmm. So you, you can actually go into our directory and, and look here. Uh, and, and just use this as, as a way to figure out how many watts you can use up. So I, I yeah, put so in the, the, how many miners use how much power. Yeah. So the the S17 Pro 53 terahash model. If you get a hundred of those, you know they they consume around two thousand something. Gonna, yeah, you're going to use some somewhere you know close to two tenths of a megawatt. You yeah. know, usually these facilities you know tend to to give us all these power things like, you know, I've got five megawatts or I've got 10 megawatts and I can expand to another 10, you know? Um, so this is really helpful for us to be able to tell them like, okay, you know, this is a, you know, half a megawatt deal, or, you know, this is a, you know, a 10th of a megawatt. So they have an idea of uh, how much of their infrastructure is going to be used. Yeah. But you're right, Scott, it is very handy and you can mix and match. Don't forget that. Right. You, right. You can mix and match miners. So let's say you want to put half into the S19s, half into the, you know, the S17s or whatever, and it'll calculate all that power demand for, for all those different varieties. Yeah. And if we don't have the miner listed, you can actually add a custom value. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tell me more. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we, we've kind of thought of everything with this. This yeah. is this is amazing, man. This is uh, you guys have really put some thought behind this one. I, I I ran into the website, you know, I seen the calculator and it like, you know, I couldn't really, I didn't really know how to work it or what was going on there. But now that looking back on it, I'm like, you know, this is, um, it just makes a, I think it makes it really easy for people because there is cheap consumable power available. Just mm -hmm. people don't know how to access that, right? They don't know yeah. how to negotiate that. They don't know who to talk to or whatever. Right. And so if mm -hmm. you can facilitate that, you know, obviously, you know, there's got to be some money that goes back to the church on for facilitating that, but <laughs> do it in such a way that it's not like a scammy Genesis cloud mining contract. Oh no. Where no, no. there's maintenance fees or, you know, bit club network, just, you know, the longest Ponzi scheme ever just collapsed. <laughs> um, you know, I could see the benefit in doing something like this and still be able to make some money. Whereas most people, they're like, what about this cloud mining contract? What about that cloud mining contract? And I'm like, you need to stay away from all, all anything that has like the cloud mining kind of word in it. Like, yeah. just be very cautious about it. But absolutely. You know, this and there we go. Ethan, we, we need to add another category there. Cloud mining. Uh, <laughs> cloud mining. <laughs> no, never mind. Cloud mining directory. So, uh, uh, our, our thought process behind this, Dustin, is that we want to create a, a marketplace. And in this market, it, it's going to breed competition. And so it's going to be win-win for everybody. So it's going to help right. the industry itself um, you know, be a survival of the fittest. It's going to help the end user because there's going to be competition in the market. 
Um, and these cloud mining places, I mean, you know, there's only three or four and there's not really any, any competition or anything with that. And so, you know, it, even with our online shop, um, if you look up like one S nine, you'll see that there are 10 different brokers selling that and they're all, you know, competing with different prices. And we've made the back end of the website to where the broker can log in and they can see who their competition is and they can start, you know, to strategically place themselves to where they'll generate more sales. So it's going to be really interesting um, once this really gets traction and, and takes off, you know, how how well the industry will, will you know, accept what we're doing and, you know, yeah. if the, the competition will make a better um, situation overall for the industry. And we're hoping that it will. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, it's pretty interesting because, you know, I think that, you know, as far as like Bitcoin mining, like my biggest concern with Bitcoin mining specifically is that it's been, you know, kind of centralized to these large mining pools over in China. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of been a thing for me for a while. And it's like, you know, where's the future go for Bitcoin mining? Is it just going to, you know, fall to sure. the lowest denominator? And like, you know, there's some place that's got a half a cent electric rate over in China and that's where all the hardware is going to fall. Right. But like, mm -hmm. you know, if we can create platforms like this where people can kind of crowdfund and plug into that and invest their, put their money into that, then it kind of breaks up the, the equals out the playing field. And Absolutely. Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining. Uh, I almost said Bitcoin because I call it corn all the time. <laughs> but um, Bitcoin mining. That's um, right. Yeah. But it, it kind of decentralizes it because like I said, that has been a concern of mine is like, are we getting are we becoming centralized? Is it becoming way too industrialized where mm -hmm. I don't think that that was really Satoshi's vision or plan for Bitcoin, you know, mm -hmm. so um that's why I kind of always, I've kind of pulled away from it from a little bit. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I love ASIC mining. There's nothing better than just buying a pre-built miner. It just mm -hmm. works. You just plug it in. Sure. You know, GPU mining. Be ready for lots of late nights banging your head against the wall, <laughs> trying to mine some one-off. Lots of reboots. Uh, hundreds of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah, I mean that kind of you know that makes it great that there's a marketplace for that. So I'd be interested to see. Uh, you know, I'd be interested in doing some promotion for that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, so, so Dustin, where, um, where do you hang out most? Like, I, I yeah. How, how can Telegram? our audience reach out to you? Telegram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Yeah. So most of my, you know, you guys can typically find me in the crypto miner tips, Facebook group. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people are, I do have a discord, but I'm rarely ever in that discord. You know, I'm always mm -hmm. checking, you know, for family and friends and stuff on Facebook. So, I can catch a notification in my Facebook group. That's probably the easiest way to get get a hold of me. Um, okay. And then also too, but if if people do want to reach out and and just kind of ask me some questions about mining, I don't have a link for it. But if you just look up the Coin Genius, I'm partnered with Coin Genius. They're like a big data widget company. They're coming out with all these different widgets, and okay. so I am part of their Discord community too as well. And you know they got you know. The different coin genius. Stuff. coin genius ai yeah and so um pretty cool company you can find me in their disc i'm actually hang i hang out more in their discord than i do my own so <laughs> those are the two nice. places that you could typically find me and uh you know i'm I, I always try to help anybody out i can i know some people they charge for consultations and stuff like that as long as they don't beat me up too bad and keep me on the phone for three hours <laughs> i'll talk to you you know for <laughs> right. a half hour and, and, and give you all the information that i know um 
about, you know, about mining in general. So, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's kind of what the space needs. And, you know, I, I just like to help people out as much as I can. That's why I built the site to kind of, cause I was so upset at Forbes and Investopedia for, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like they deserve the number one spot on Google for some of the stuff that they've gotten because right. it oh, just yeah. doesn't provide any real value to the user. So if it's one thing I do before I die, I'm going to get that number one spot from Investopedia. <laughs> for, for what term though? Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin I'm going to take mining. it. Oh man. Yeah. I got, I don't, yeah, you know, I got a long uphill battle. I got a lot of, you know, hurdles to cross before I get there, but. Well, maybe we can work together. Yeah, on, on, on yeah. definitely. Scott and I can help you out with that. <laughs> we we should we should maybe talk after this uh, after we go offline. But uh, well, Dustin, thanks for coming on our podcast and yes. and for uh, sharing your knowledge with us. Um, it was it was great talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Dustin. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. We'll see okay. you guys. Bye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>